This is the Tuesday, July 6th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action with the NBA Finals opening tonight. So sit back. We'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I am Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham, back from the long weekend, and we have some Hoops to discuss. The NBA Finals a few days off. We get Bucks Suns. Tyler, how fired up are you? Yeah, I'm excited. I wish Giannis was healthy, obviously, um, to make this, you know, quote unquote, more of a fair matchup. But, uh, you know, this postseason has seemingly been a battle of attrition, as we've uh, talked about on Daily Wager. And what a great story for either of these cities, either of these fan bases that Milwaukee or Phoenix is going to get, on Phoenix's case, its first championship ever for Milwaukee, the first since, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was running around there. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to get some new blood in here. You mentioned the injuries. You got a record set of All-Stars missing games in the postseason, but you know, no asterisks involved here, of course. And it's fascinating because of the Giannis component, right? The series price would probably be flipped, even though Phoenix has home court no matter what. It's Giannis's availability, and when he's doubtful for game one, I do not expect him to play personally. Maybe not until game three, but that's just total speculation on my end. And just what version of himself, right? How close to 100%? Is it going to be like Embiid when he returned after missing a game against the Wizards in the first round and just played through pain? Or is this like Anthony Davis and even Trey Young in the last series where fraction of himself and and really a detriment at times more than anything? So that's the giant uh, component. I am not playing the series price. I think it's priced right. And again, we all like to fire on the big game, Super Bowl, whatever, but I just can't. I, I am taking Chris Paul plus 170. I just think the the deference he'll get on any sort of close comparisons with likely uh, Devin Booker, I mean, just the narrative of his leadership, all that stuff, I just think plus 170 when you compare it to a minus 170, minus 190 series price, I, I think it's worth, worth that risk, if you will, that the Suns win, but CB3 does not get the finals MVP. Yeah, I'm, I'm in pretty much the same boat as you. I don't love the series price, although I feel rather comfortable given the information we have right now that the Suns are the better team and they should win the series. You know, if they play it 10 times, they should win it six or seven times. But I just don't love the series price. You never know what could happen. If you do like the Milwaukee Bucks, if you're a Bucks fan, maybe, um, we talked about it on Daily Wager yesterday, Drew Holiday is 10 to 1 for MVP of the uh, NBA Finals. And uh, if Giannis, who doesn't look like he's going to play, at least in game one, is doubtful, and even if he does come back, is going to be compromised, maybe more of the heavy lifting will have to be done by Chris Middleton and or Drew Holiday. Holiday in games five and six of the Eastern Conference Finals when Giannis was out and they clinched against the Hawks, averaged 26 points, 11 assists, and seven rebounds per game. I'm throwing up massive stat lines. So they'll need that to beat Chris Paul, Devin Booker in a healthy uh, Suns team. So that was maybe my favorite way to tackle it. If you want to bet on Milwaukee, kind of surprising people, but I'm not going to do that because I do think the Suns win and I'll likely just rather bet on someone like Chris Paul or Devin Booker to win the MVP as well. Yeah, it's interesting because 
Giannis has the shortest odds of any Milwaukee Bucks player to win finals MVP. And I get it. I, I, I can understand that. Maybe the long shot of case, oh, if he comes back and he's good, I, I can see that. In terms of game one, we've heard the stats. Ga- NBA finals game one favorites since 2005. 15 and one straight up, 14 and two <laughs> ATS. And the ATS thing kind of piggybacks what we've been talking about all postseason. Whoever wins the game is also covering, except for like four games or something, where the dog did not win but covered with the points. I I, I can't play the six. I, I just think it's too it's priced right. I'm gonna pass. I know it's not exciting. I do have some props. I know you do as well. Anything on the side or or anything like that? Yeah, I do. I, I'll play. I'll lay the six with the Suns. Um, just riding that trend, thinking they are the better team, um, having the coaching advantage as well. Especially, um, I think Monty Williams uh, can assert that right away against Mike Budenholzer. Um, the, the the Bucks. I think this is going to be the best team, almost by a significant margin, that they've played in this postseason. Remember, it's an Atlanta team that overachieved and surprised. It is a Nets team that was without Kyrie and without. Um, James Harden for most of that series. So this is going to be a significant step up from what they had to get through in the Eastern Conference, not to take away anything from their path. But if I do play a side, and, and I will tonight, it'll be the Phoenix side. I'll feel comfortable about that. If you you know don't love that potential for a backdoor cover, something like that, laying three in the first half I think is okay. Phoenix was always a great first-half team, uh, established that dominance um, because they don't let things slip in the second quarter the way Monty does his rotations. Chris Paul's out there to start that second quarter. Devin Booker, I believe, plays the first whole first quarter, especially now in the postseason. So I just think they'll be able to outclass um, the Milwaukee Bucks, and much of that has to do with uh, the advantage I think Phoenix has, not just with their health, but their coaching and Monty Williams over Mike Budenholzer. Good stuff. I have a small play on the over. Just without Giannis, it feels like okay. a more free-flowing game. Both games in the regular season were shootouts, although Holiday didn't play, Giannis did. So there's a lot of a uh, um, you know lack of common denominators there. So uh, it's just small play for that. Props, though. I want to get into it. You touched on Holiday. I really like over five and a half rebounds. I think he's a big part of that. And then over thirty-seven and a half points plus assists plus rebounds. He's going to score in the twenties. He's going to get your assists. Going to get your rebounds. He's just a solid contributor. And obviously without Giannis out there, the usage is really high. And I know you're big on him as well. Yeah, he uh, is someone who I like for the points plus assist prop over 31 and a half. Um, Again, with Giannis being doubtful, it's going to be the Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton show. They pretty much take up about 75% of the team's usage when Giannis is off the floor. So you look at it again, games five and six, where Drew Holiday and Middleton led the the pack. Holiday was averaging 25 points and 11 assists per game. That's 36. Uh, points plus assists. Uh, again, the step up in competition and defense, um, I think, is accounted for in that uh, delta between 31 and a half and 36. So even if he, you know, falls short of that um, average that he gave us in game five and six, we have some wiggle room for him to uh, at least get the 32 we need there. And finally, Budenholzer, because of um, uh, injury, is allowing guys like Drew Holiday and Middleton to play 40, 42 minutes, normal playoff rotation minutes for your superstars so he's doing that uh forced out of necessity but it, it helps the better uh if you want to kind of accumulate those accounting stats for uh, someone like uh, drew holiday and I, I know you have another uh prop with cp3 and i, I support it so it wants to uh, feed the people here yeah yeah thank you for i forgot about that my i think my favorite and it might be my best bet on today's daily wager is chris paul over one and a half made three pointers it's a little more juicy than i like to bet but i do think this is a, a good bet for the matchup one, Chris Paul uh, is finally healthy again, and the shoulder is right. I know he said he's he may have had a little hand issue, but had time uh, after dispatching 
of the competition in the Western Conference playoffs to get healthy for this postseason. The Milwaukee Bucks, surprisingly, I guess it's just Budenholzer's philosophy. They're really good, obviously, at defending the paint, defending the rim, and Giannis Lopez, a big part of that. They allowed the second highest conversion rate from three-point in the NBA this season. Only the Minnesota Timberwolves, the lowly Minnesota Timberwolves, one of the worst defenses in the NBA, allowed a higher three-point field goal percentage from opponents than the Milwaukee Bucks this season. They will let you have the three-point line. And Chris Paul was taking an average of six attempts per game in the Western Conference Finals when he was uh, back and healthy after the uh, health and safety protocols. Uh, So if he averages those six attempts, he's just got to make a two. That's a 33% clip for a guy who shoots closer to 40% from downtown. So I think we have a little bit of an edge there going over one and a half made three-pointers for Chris Paul, who will play a lot and will be given those looks by a defense that is inefficient in terms of uh, guarding that shot. Sounds good. Uh, quick baseball. I'm on the first five over for Mariners and Yankees. I think both pitchers is uh, fadeable, if you will. And, uh, you know, the offense for Seattle is not great, but it should be fine against Tyone. I think he's just uh, had that career that didn't really materialize, being surrounded by Bryce Harper and Machado in the in the draft. One and three, I believe it was. So uh, it is what it is. And uh, I'll take the over in that first five, but nothing crazy for me on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go under with the uh, Cardinals and the Giants. Um, they're back uh, at, uh, what is it now? It's not AT&T Park, Oracle Park, whatever that beautiful park is in San Francisco. Um, but the Cardinals offense right now is just, it's, it's abysmal. I'm going to keep playing unders in games they are involved in, especially when Adam Wainwright is on the bump, um, who even at 39 is still proving to be a pretty effective real-life pitcher. He's the one pitcher in the rotation who can go seven, eight, nine innings for Mike Schilt. Um, it's obviously a pitcher's paradise playing in that park in San Francisco. Uh, I expect the Giants to win and bounce back after the Cardinals uh, beat them yesterday. But remember, the Cardinals were being no hit into the seventh inning by Kevin Gaussman yesterday before, you know, rallying for five runs late. Most of that against um, the Giants bullpen. Um, so that just shows you there. They don't string together lots of innings of, of pressure on the opposing pitcher. They had a, a guy for Pittsburgh, I believe his name was Max Cranick, a couple weekends ago, made his major league debut and had five perfect innings against the Cardinals at Bush Stadium before a rain delay ended his outing. So I, I watch the Cardinals every day. You, got, you know that, Doug, and their offense is still just kind of in a malaise. And with Ray, Wainwright being their best option on the bump, I think this is a low-scoring game, under eight, eight and a half, depending on where you're shopping, which is a hefty number for um, Wainwright and Johnny Cueto. Uh, but Cueto gets a matchup boost against the Cardinals offense, and I see the Giants winning this game like 4-2, 3-1 type of game where the Cardinals just struggle to score runs. I sense a lot of pain in your voice when you were describing <laughs> the Cardinals' ineptitude on offense. That's spoken like a true fan. Love to see it. Uh, all right, that does it for us. Obviously, we wanted to break down the series as well as the – Game one tonight for the NBA Finals. I'm going to be doing the same coming up on my podcast, the Behind the Bets podcast. So a lot of uh, content out there as we get ahead, as we look ahead to the UFC weekend as well. Connor McGregor in the house against Dustin Poirier. So we'll have a lot of uh, previews of that throughout the week here on the podcast. And also Daily Wager back at its usual time slot, 6 Eastern, ESPN2 throughout the week. (laughs) 